Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey everybody! What's up? And welcome back. We are now about to start part two of round one of our March Madness episode. That's right, and we're here with our guests Nate and Joe again, and we're gonna keep trucking through until we get to number one. Now this should be the end of the top sixty-four, and then next time we hear you, we tune in, it'll be the thirty-two. Yeah, correct. All right, it's a lot of math for me. It is too much math Hurts for me. That's brain. why I just just let me watch horror movies. Don't yeah, make me math. Don't make me do. Don't math. make me math. So sports math. it's doubly troublesome for me so enjoy the rest of our uh top 64 that's right and and you can always engage with the first round on jerseygoals.com the bracket will be there right right. links to a letterbox site that you can weigh in on thank you for the next round we have silence of the lambs of the lambs versus (laughs) night of the demons because angel angelica Right? Ange- Angela. Angela. She's Angela's having a party. Angela's having a party. I still no. can picture that cassette oh, yeah. cover. All right. Go ahead, judges. Uh, I'm just going to say this right now because I know I'm going to get outvoted. I love Silence of the Lambs. That is a movie I will watch every time it's on. Own the book. Own the movie. Absolutely love it. But when we talk about the kind of horror that Jackie likes, like what is the Jackie horror? It is... The example this of is all the examples. Quintessential. Yeah. Night of the Demons is that is Jackie horror movie. So I'm gonna sit back and just be happily outvoted. Again, we uh, are honored to even be nominated with such a, an amazing movie. I love Silence of the Lambs, but <laughs> I'm voting for Night of the Demons. You go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> you Jackie, go, guess Meg, what? Go. Night of the Demons. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> It looks like we're gonna be talking about this for a little bit. I'll I'll take, I'll take it. I mean, and I, I love uh, Liana Quigley. She's my friend on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Nice. She's, uh, and that it's a great movie. It's It's a movie movie. that scared the crap out of me when I was nine years old. Um, I probably should not have watched when I was a little kid. (laughs) Um, At nine, you know, boobies. So much boobies. Revisiting it at times, though, I, I wonder if it holds up. Is that fair? Yeah. Have you seen it recently? I watched it again recently, and it. Is it is it a little boring? It's a little cheesy and boring, but I, I hate still to say love it because I, I love it. The character, I think, yeah. it's an iconic '80s horror film. I like, love I the love opening. It. All right, but so that, yeah. that cartoon credit scene. Oh, I do too. Is amazing. She's pretty. She's pretty. Yeah, all right, so all awesome. that said, I I would have voted for Silence of the Lambs. I okay. think Silence Silence yeah. of the Lambs ultimately is a better movie. But I am someone who doesn't get Silence of the Lambs as much as everybody else. I what never sort of understood why that movie. Exists. Is as acclaimed as everybody makes it out to be. It's it's the performances. It yeah. is. Jodie Foster and Anthony and Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins are, are amazing in that it movie. It gives us put the F and lotion in the basket, which mm. without also goo. Would you with me? I love I love sticking crap to my face and just going silence of the lambs. I know. I also have a hard hard time accepting hard time accepting this as. 
a horror movie. I agree. This is like crime drama for me. It is. This is like yeah, a crime is. thriller. Oh, see, this and not a horror movie. No piss out of me. <laughs> but okay, and and, a sh- and there's no animal that eats people on screen, and you guys were kind of accepting <laughs> oh, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. That, that, I think Jaws is a horror movie. <laughs> uh, okay, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, this. I agree with this. I don't think this is a horror movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is. This is a this is a crime thriller. Yeah. Not so much horror. I agree. Oof, that's yeah. interesting. I don't so, know. I'd have to think I'll about accept that Night of the Demons. The reason it's considered horror is because the way it deals with cannibalism and stuff, like it gives them license to have some gross-out stuff in there. But yeah. yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's horror either. This is one that I found kind of ironic because it's Evil Dead going up against Twenty Eight Days Later. So I feel like they're both kind of apocalyptic and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. This is like to me, this is like um, like uh, Mike Tyson, you know, saying he, he has a shot beating Muhammad Ali. Like, I don't think there's one, you know, one makes the other in my mind. Like, you don't have I don't know. I don't think 20. I, I don't get 28 days later is a decent zombie movie. It's not. I get that it changes. I get that, like, it's a different movie at the end than it is at the beginning. But I don't think they do that particularly well. I think the reason that 28 Days Later was, you know, was was so, like, talked about back then is because zombies ran. Well, that was the main reason that people talked about it. It's like, the zombies aren't stumbling about, you know? I mean, there was stuff like Return of the Living Dead where, like, they could talk and kind of form, like, simple <laughs> yeah. thoughts and stuff. Send but they never, more. like, they never <laughs> booked after you like a maniac, like, True. that was going to rip you to shreds, you True. know? True, also, Okay, technically, first of all, they are not zombies. I was going to say, that's they what are I was going to say. Yeah. They are contaminated with rage. They are infected. They, <laughs> they are have not died. Rage. They have not risen from the dead. They're, they're not I mean, zombies. I know but that technically that's zombies weren't like that if we're going back to voodoo and actual history of what a zombie truly is. Right. But for pop culture referencing zombie. I think, I think that any movie where there's a horde of uncontrollable yep. human human type people coming yeah. after you it's is always movie. thrown under that zombie. Yep. Yeah, no, and I get that. I get that. And like I said, if we're going back to historical, actual voodoo zombies... Those people that were the quote unquote zombies were not dead people risen from the grave. That's right. So Danny Boyle always is a better idea for a movie than I think the movie <laughs> feels. I'm going to be harsh. Ooh. Then I think the movie feels when I'm done watching it. What's the one where James Franco's stuck in the rocks? Oh, uh, 25th Hour. And then 20, the yeah. one, and then Slumdog. Uh, Slumdog. Well. Was I like great. Slumdog. Slumdog's great, yeah. but Slumdog is kind of a better idea of a movie. Yeah, than it is a there's movie a itself. Of, when there's you're a lot done. of like I, I, I unnecessary would... stuff in that movie. What's like, Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah, I'm kind of. I know it's weird. I'm kind of harsh yeah, I'm, on I'm Danny surprised. Boyle. Yeah, I'm surprised. And Evil Dead is just. I, yeah. I Evil Dead is spotting though. though. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Is my yeah. big argument yeah. is Chain Spotting. See, and I, like I totally am with you guys. It's Evil Dead all day, but I do. I would stand behind Twenty Eight Days Later as a movie that's worthy of at least the top sixty four. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, you know, I don't mind it being on the list, but. I don't mind it being on the list, but going up against Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, really it's a killed no-brainer. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially since I think we already voted out Evil Dead too, so we have to. Yeah. yeah. There's We're going to no give way. it. We have to. If we get both of them in here, then one of them's got to move forward. There's, yeah, there's no way Evil leaders. Dead was getting out. Yeah. This, this hmm. one's going to be fun. So the this next is round so we easy have for me. Hellraiser versus Bride of Frankenstein. Hellraiser. <laughs> oh, Nate just right, boom. Yeah. yeah. You're one, not a big fan of the older horror. I watched, well, I haven't seen a lot of them, but okay. I did watch Bride of Frankenstein only homework. like a month ago. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I hated no. it so much. Oh, I love it. It was a complete retread of Frankenstein. <laughs> 
Except they had like another doctor come and try and convince Frankenstein. <laughs> and he, he had like evil. He had like tiny people and glass domes and stuff, and like that's what he could do. Why don't you just make one bigger? Like he needed like he's like let's make another Frankenstein, and make it a lady. It's like no, these things are clearly like they. They can think, they have personalities, they're not like, Oh, I hate being here, why am I alive? I should be dead. And then when they finally make the Bride of Frankenstein, at the end of the movie, she screams for like five minutes, and then it ends. She's like, no, no, oh God, you're terrible, Why get away from me, and then it's over. Poor Frank. Nobody likes him, except for that blind guy. <laughs> there. The blind guy did like him, but... He was blind. Oh, yeah, well, he didn't it, know. There, he didn't know. <laughs> yep, yeah, I... Okay. <laughs> All right, so the version of me that's going to argue this with you is the version of me that had the following experience, where I showed this to my kids, and they were like, Dad, like, seriously, this is boring. It's so and boring. And you're so ridiculous. You're so holding on. Like, my 11-year-old literally had to, like, rationalize with me. He was like, is it possible you're holding on to something that... <laughs> And I was literally like, you know what? I am I with like I tears am. coming. I totally am. What I'm holding on to is Channel 9, WOR, mm -hmm. Saturday Saturday day, when you had no other choice but to watch this or like ice hockey. I can't, I can't even imagine what the terrible option was mm -hmm. compared to what oh, was sorry, on. Jackie. You know, especially I'm where like, we. Why is ice hockey the terrible option? Because we're Americans, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> Canadians right. are it's also Americans. <laughs> they're just further north. They're just, they're just smarter than we are. Um, so. I, I think so. I think I'm holding on to this idea. I I will make these very meager arguments. One, it's truer to Shelley, this version. It has, you know, Korloff trying to bring emotion to the monster. What? Nothing, sorry. Yeah, it, has, it has. It has Boris Karloff try, bringing emotion to that character. Um, he does. It, he it, smiles. He's like, oh. Yeah, it, ha it has that he's great like, scene. He's like, wine, with the good. <laughs> oh. That, you know, and it, he just wants wine and doing cigarettes. doing the Monster Mash voice. There is, there <laughs> is no does, Young though. Frankenstein if not for this movie. Because this exactly. is really the movie this that Young Frankenstein This is Young Frankenstein yeah. before Young Frankenstein right. happened. And Elsa I Lancaster almost expected is. someone to say Abby Normal Brain at some point. <laughs> I mean, is anything more iconic than the streak in her hair? You know, the idea of, of her scream. I just, it. But it's. Uh, I'm gonna vote for it because I think Hellraiser is also a, flaw, a flawed movie. Oh. Um, but um, I, I'm gonna vote for Brider Frankenstein and expect to take my beating. Jackie. Um, my vote is for Bride of Frankenstein. Oh. What? Why? Hellraiser's out in the first round. Hellraiser no. goes out in the first no. round. No, I take back my Monster Squad. Take, <laughs> take your little cube back. No, I... I'm I, so sad right I now know, that yeah, Bride I'm of really Frankenstein sad. beat Hellraiser. Really Realize, okay, and this is a very personal thing for me. Growing up with an older brother and a handful of cousins. We all grew up in the same town. We all hung out together all the time. I was the only girl. So my love of universal classic horror monsters, it was, I loved them from a young age. And there was one with a girl in it. There's one about a girl. And I identified so much in this boys league there's a girl movie, you know, the whenever we were playing, you know, like I remember playing Mortal Kombat, I always played as Sonya. Because, oh, oh yeah. look, yeah. there's a girl, you know, again, growing, Representation is so growing, growing up with all boys, it's oh, it was always, if there's a girl option, I'm taking it because I need a little bit yeah. of representation it's in the family. And as an eight, like, I, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but as 80s, 
geeks and like horror fans, we had no good representation whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, we really had to work hard to get to a point where we had females that we wanted to pretend to be. You know? So I kind of get it. I don't understand why you'd want to be Bride of Frankenstein, though, because she's. She is, isn't she like the the one the of the the, the guy's daughter or something yeah. that gets murdered? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's totally victimized. But I think but just, she's brought back. And though. then, yeah. well, that's that's further victimization though, because no one wants to be brought back. Yeah, no, no but age, she doesn't get forced. And to, at she the wins. age when I first saw this, it wasn't even so much about that. It was just there's a girl. There's a girl. Uh, yeah. it, you know, I get to be there, mm-hmm. there's a girl option, and right. and then as I got older and watched it again, I don't know. I. You say it's boring. I personally, I enjoy it. I love all of those. God, Jackie, ones. there was like music playing when you started talking just now. It was the music of my heart. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the music. Like, okay, next, next one <laughs> from Hellraiser. No, 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 no. No, I love it. No disrespect to Hell. No, I do. I do like Hellraiser. Hellraiser is a good movie, but I feel like Hellraiser is one of those that you know. Let's talk about the sequels and how sequels no, kind no. of. No, no, screw no. you, Clive Barker. No. Your suffering will be legendary, even. Clyde Barker, if you're listening, I love you. I'm totally a Clyde Barker Hellraiser, fan girl. Hellraiser is not about the Cenobites. It is about how is, they connect right. to the human world. And, it's about the, and Hellraiser okay, establishes all of that. Mm-hmm. The box. Okay. The box. Yes. If you watch the movie, like, how do you know? I don't know. I... I'm, you know, I'm going to step back because I know we've. No, wait, I want to know slide. what you know. Well, no, it's just. Let's, yeah, no, no, Hellraiser, no. we won't have another yeah. chance. Yeah, so. yeah, let's, I don't know. Please, I want to try and rescue it if I can. Movie, I no, know. it's not going to get rescued. <laughs> it's not going to get rescued. Step I don't know. I'm devastated too, Nate. Uh, the. Just bumps me out. If, I'll say this. Monster Squad, dude. That's all I'm saying. All right, two words for you Monster Squad. But go ahead. I didn't have a part of that one. I'm sorry. I don't know. What I about see, the box? You have I a problem the, with the box. I don't have a problem with the box. Yes. It's just one of those things where it's like... What? Giggity, giggity. <laughs> it just... I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just goes over my head because it's like you've got this box and you fiddle, you fiddle the box and things happen. At the end oh, of the first like one, that. the girl defeats the Cenobites. You know, it's like I'm going to bargain with you and if I show you where Frank is... I don't think you're remembering yeah. the first one properly. The first she one is about... She this does man, make a deal with Penny. No, she makes a deal with yeah. them with, I'll tell you where Frank... She Frank does. escaped you. I will tell you where he yeah, is. Yeah, like he tricked And you. maybe, yeah. you know, we can... I give you him, you let me go. Yeah, but they negotiate through all the film. Like, they, they're... Yeah, they're, well, no, I get that, but what I'm they're, saying... They're agreeable. They're I, always negotiating. What I'm saying is, toward the end, you know, she's like, I gave you Frank, so let me go. And he's like, well, we never agreed on that. And then the way she defeats them she, is she by said no, like she forgot to say no take back skis. That's why. <laughs> right. No take back. Pinhead is the is no, the accountant. Like, He's the Coldwell banker of eighties horror villains. He's always like he's like Monty Hall. He's just like I can take your head, your soul, or you or can you, have this. Door number two. Or, no, 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 no. or door number three. But it comes with the free Froger. First of all, the book the book of this the book version of this is unbelievably good. Oh, the book is so good. Oh. I was like, don't touch me. Oh, oh my god. It's I also <laughs> Wait, Joe just scared me. He touched me. <laughs> Jackie, this is terrible radio. Jackie just made a pinhead motion with her hands and her head. The international sign for pinhead. <laughs> Looks like a um, moose a little bit. Could be moose. All right, Might so what, what Box I think, closed, folks. Why I pinhead think- out front, should have told you. <laughs> I'm sorry. So your That's argument... Okay. 
I just want to say that why I think that this movie matters is because Clyde Barker, as a openly gay filmmaker, makes this film about as kind of a rebellion to the very uptight, you know, uh, condemnation of free sexualization of that time. So I think Clyde Barker makes this film as a very let's look at pain and pleasure. Let's look at like the sexual revolution. Let's look at homosexuality and let's play with it within the context of this really a great story. And so I think he does this really interesting job of taking very conservative ideologies from the 80s and early 70s? Late 80s? No, 80s. 80s? 80s. Okay, I just want to make sure I was right there. And he takes these ideas from the 80s of like sexual repression and this is wrong and don't do this because it's bad and Reagan-esque thinking and he fucking shits all over it with this film. No, I don't, I don't, I do not deny the fact that this place, this movie has its place. I enjoy the movie and has its place. I mean, it is what it is. We we move on, but it's a hard, it's a hard (laughs) loss. It is a hard. You know, Nate's the, I'm gonna cry about this tonight. I love Hellraiser so much. You know, what I love about Jersey Goals is that you're always learning with Jersey Goals. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know Clive Barker were, was gay. I didn't and know I, that. And either. I will say this: it makes sense because I always thought Hellraiser was misogynistic. Really? I did. But if but if you put it in the context that he's speaking in a broader way about sexual liberation, then maybe that makes more sense to me. Yeah, been openly gay since the early 90s. So oh, he makes this while he's still closeted, too. Right. There you go. I had to Google it because I was like, fuck if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Parker's like, be what the hell, man? <laughs> Not that there's I anything wrong with that. Every week. Nothing wrong. But, <laughs> but, dude, in but. my world, Clyde Barker's absolutely <laughs> listening. Listen, Whatever, you better hope Danny Boyle's not listening. Frankenstein, too, but jeez, guys. <laughs> throw me under the bus. Uh, all right, you fuckers. It's time to move on. The next round, while Nate while Nate cries himself into on his huge pillow, on his huge pillow, is the iconic pet cemetery versus the more off the map. I think, right? Ginger yeah, snaps. yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joe is tapping out, and okay. Ginger snaps. I'm thinking. All right. <clears throat> I would like to throw my hat in for Pet Cemetery, and I've seen Ginger Snaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna pretend that I remember most of it though. I remember very little of it. Jackie, um, Pet Cemetery all the way. Yeah, I love Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, as the Lord. guest judge for this one, I do want to say that I think Ginger Snaps is an important contribution to the canon, especially the feminist. Yeah, lens no, it, it, it has its place, but I'm so happy Pet Cemetery got in, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell were you? Were you trying to be the old man? He was doing Herman Munster. (laughs) He was doing Herman Munster. He sounded like the Colonel from KFC. Sometimes dead is better. (laughs) I can't even do it. His voice is unnaturally low. No, there's nothing more frightening. Crispy original recipe. Zelda. I was going to say Zelda. Zelda is absolutely horrifying. What is it, Gage? Gage. Gage. Yeah. Oh, and he oh, freaking oh so creepy. There's so and even creepy even church. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's just so much about that movie that the the pet cemetery all the way. Yeah. That yeah, that was an easy there. win. Although, with, with, like with all due respects to Ginger Snaps, yeah. Ginger Snaps is a, a film that really creates a big elaborate metaphor for uh, menstruation and females yeah. going yeah. through the changes that they go through in their life, and not to get like creepy and gory about it. But the transformation into a werewolf is really one big giant metaphor for the trans- transformations we all make emotionally and physically as females. And fuck if I can't get enough of w- women's issues like that being tackled through horror. So big ups for Ginger Snaps, man. Ginger Snaps. Yep. Can Can I, just, I, get, I give it two snaps. <laughs> oh, 
moment and a Z formation. It's nice. It's yeah. a Z formation. That's three. But I can, can I ask I can't you a question? I just did that. I've always wondered this, but I've never looked into it. Why yeah. is cemetery spelled like that for pet cemetery? Because it's written by small children. Yeah, the, in the cemetery. The sign oh, in, the, yeah. Yeah. in the book, the kids make the sign, so they don't know how to spell it. Right. Okay, so we All have right. the original Dawn of the Dead, the Romero classic, versus the very cool Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yeah. This one's hard. This, uh, I wish this were the remake against Cabin in the Woods because <laughs> yeah, I really want to give... Much easier, no, it's I, a much easier I, I call. Actually, the remake is, is in on here. here. Did it I is. clarify that... I feel like I care. I clarified. Wait, okay, where no, that you one originally is. you said this is the original. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure so this is the original. So I just wish it were the remake because you I want to give Cabin in the Woods me, its ups. Let me look real me quick because I feel like we had Day of the Dead. I had, no, I had no. the two dawns made it. Yeah, um, two dawns are on there. If you guys want to close your eyes, I can look. I don't want to give all. No, the don't worry about it. This is it. Okay, whatever it is, it is. It's going to be hard. I just don't want to screw it up for you guys. You just pick one or the other, and when we get to the other one, it is what it is. This is the original. That's what Marissa said to start. So all right, so um. Okay. Cabin in the Woods is a really cool movie. It is, it is a love letter to horror movies in general. Mm-hmm. I think, Nate, I'll let you, because you kind of said, you're the one who kind of put yeah, that Yeah, I there. brought it up in the first place. But, um, yeah, I mean, I want to pick Cabin in the Woods. I really do. There, There's no way on God's green earth I'm picking Cabin in the Woods. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, though, that I, I, I found myself, I would definitely have picked it over the remake. I, I, have, I don't find it really anything except the Jay Leto zombie redeeming about the remake. But I I will... I, I feel bad letting Cabin in the Woods go. I feel like it's made a contribution to the genre that deserves to be um, And it was at celebrated. a time when like, big budget horror movies were just shitting the bed one after yep. another. Oh. Just yeah, disappointments saved. left yeah. and right. And then it comes out of nowhere with this crazy, like, super creative nihilistic like oh. horror movie. Stupid. Like, it's... Oh. And it's got, it's got what's his name in it from Pep, from Hemsworth. Billy Madison. Oh, Eric, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford is in yeah, it, and I yeah, love yeah, Bradley yeah. Whitford. And he is—he is so Bradley Whitford. He in is so oh my Bradley god, Whitford. yeah, he is. All right, let me say this, and I'm really just trying to provoke you, Nate. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, though. Okay. Okay. All out, you know, the ending, the all out like battle royale at the end. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. I, and I love it. And I love that you don't know what's going on. The first time you watch it, it's such it's a so treat. It's so exciting right? because there's so, so many cool. possibilities, especially when they go into that basement for the first time. They see yeah. all the artifacts all over. Oh they're picking God, them up yeah. and they're all in the control room. Like, which one are they going to pick? Like, they're pace, placing bets around. And- I'm so impressed by the by the effort they put into the performances in the offices, how authentic that feels. Mm-hmm. Because you could have really brushed by that and not given it, you know, that much attention. But they really try to make it seem so corporate and sort of sterile and this Mm -hmm. idea that people are, that so often we go and we do these things that really have tremendous impact on the world, but we treat it in a very, like, sort of, you know... Laissez-faire. Right, laissez-faire kind of manner. But if I was going... When I find criticism with the movie, what I come back to is I get that each of them are supposed to be a stereotypical an archetype archetype, but there is something about that part of the movie that feels like an opportunity missed because it is so much like everything we've seen in the genre already Mm -hmm. 
But I feel like I, I'm point, sort of though. trying to get you to argue point, with me. The point, though, is that all of these horror movies that happened in the past were not just movies. These were previous runs of who are we going to sacrifice to the Elder Gods who want to swallow the Earth. Isn't that all just a little too convenient, though? Yeah, but isn't it that they be, they morph into more of a... Because at the beginning, they they take the pains to say, well, yeah, the jock is a jock, but he's also a really nice guy, and he's pretty smart. Well, and no, once right, they get that... um, Like, don't they get, like, drugged, kind of? But yeah, yeah well, part of it, part of it like, the, like the slutty one, yeah, she starts to dye her slutty. hair blonde, and they put stuff yeah, in the hair dye. They do. make them more but like their thing ever. I don't... I feel like that felt like a cop-out to me because I felt like the movie was setting up to say something more significant and instead they gave, they kind of yielded to, to the trucks. gimmick of the movie at the end. At the end of the at the end of Cabin in the Woods, it's a really great gimmick movie. Mm-hmm. It is not a great movie that has a gimmick in it. Does that make sense or is that too, too much? It is one of the finest gimmick movies I've ever seen. I wish it were one of the finest movies I've, that ha- that just happens to have this gimmick. Hmm. 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 I don't know. That's how I feel. Dawn of the Dead. Um. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I I have such a love. I gotta say that a lot of the, a lot of the socio political like observations that George Romero is making in his zombie movies. They don't really resonate with me. Oh, that hurts my heart. I'm sorry, they don't. Oh. Like, Night of the Living Dead, I, I'm on board with that one. But once you start getting further and further out, he starts to lose me. Zombies are consumerism. Zombies are such a great, perfect metaphor for our love of it's, you might You might be right, only because I might be. we might be too close to the story behind it. But he gets an opportunity to make... You know, he gets a chance after Night, which is one of the lowest budget, like, fluke movies in history, right? Mm -hmm. He gets a chance to do something, and he he marries himself to the metaphor. And I think, to me, that takes, that means something. And that is not what a lot of filmmakers did in this genre particularly. So, to me, Romero deserves, whether or not, I can see what you mean. Man, the world right now is just so messed up. America is so messed up that really, what metaphor that old is going to resonate? We are are inventing. We're way past that point now like, and, like right. that stuff isn't important yeah, anymore it's so it's such a good point no, and I not think, uh, go ahead well not to get too dorky but in like a lot of the as a writer and a lot of the things I go to where I and I so seldom do but I spend time with other writers everybody wants to talk about can your old project even is your Every writer I know that was writing a novel before Trump is saying, can I still write this? Why, why bother? Why write this novel? The, world, yeah. the world's changed. The world's moved. I, have no, I know a lot of people who are struggling in their craft to continue working on a story because they feel like the world has shifted in such a profound way. So not to mm-hmm. get too political on Jersey goals. I know that's not the point. The, well, it kind of is the point, right? Oh, yeah, we don't um, care. But well, I, but I, I mean, think that does a bit. <laughs> so, so I just want to give credence to that. I think that's a fair point. I don't know that Dawn of the Dead is as relevant as it as maybe it could be, and it certainly is probably less relevant than Cabin in the Woods. But that that doesn't mean that I'm going to change. <laughs> I think I'm going to say I I'm so emotionally intertwined with Romero and this whole thing. Honestly, Joe introduced me to Night and Dawn, and they were what made me not like transcend just being somebody who watched movies into someone who understood and critiqued and like got something more out of movies. He kind of taught me that through this film, so I can't. And it still be, scared us though too. Oh God, That's, it's, it still scares like, me. It's, it's scary. Just, it's a freaking great movie in any way. Dawn. Dawn, yeah. Dawn scares you? Dawn's scary. The zombies are blue. All right, Dawn is giving into a a style that is the time. That's... 
That's fair. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's guilty of being dated. It's, it's, but it's, it's something but watch, also it, plagues Suspiria with some of the effects. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Agreed. Like the eyeballs when when the yeah. lady's getting a pin in the eyeball. <laughs> it's clearly like a paper mache eyeball <laughs> right. on top of her face. But, that, but is that fair though? I don't know if that's yeah. a fair critique. I, Every movie that was made at that time looks like Dawn does. It's just it, it was just color processing, right? I mean, they were just playing with the. I, look at house how the house movie too. It's yeah. like a Technicolor yeah. splatter, I right? Will, I will admit that I am the writer I am, the film critic I am, the lover of all things pop culture I am because of Romero, so I'm way too biased to be able to Yeah, and he smells terrific. He and was in my lovely, car. He's a lovely person. If I have to concede one of my favorite movies right now, if it's to Dawn of the Dead, that's fine. I, I'm ja- okay with so that. So, Jackie, you're, it's you. <clears throat> it's down to you, kid. So you're saying cabin? I'm sticking with cabin. If and if it lose, I I'm it, there's there's, no, there's not many that. better yeah. movies I gotta to tell lose you, to. You I'm know? okay with losing the cabin in the woods. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm not okay with it, but I, but I understand. <laughs> I'm going cabin in the woods. All right, that works. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The Jim. effects were done by Heather Langenkamp. <laughs> yes. She oh was, wow. She was on yeah. the team. Her, and her oh. husband. Her husband has an SFX company. God, I love her. Yeah. She is. She works. She's a delight. I know. So there's layers. There's layers. It's 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 connected more than you think. Yeah. The the mall though, and the the point of view shots where the zombies are coming at the camp. Romero did so many things with the camera in that movie that people copied for three decades. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So I'm sorry, Joe. We're gonna breathe <laughs> and move on. Um, our next round gives the classic 1932. 29. Yep. 32. I, no, it's earlier than 22. I think it's 29. Okay. Uh, Google gobble. Google gobble. Freaks versus uh, Black Christmas. I'm really bummed out. I have to sit this one out too because I, I haven't seen Freaks and I really want to see have, it. I just, you, I just Todd didn't, Browning. You're I, ignoring Todd Browning. I know. I didn't. I, I just couldn't find the time. Yeah, so it's hard. Old movies. movies yeah. It's hard yeah. to go back when there's so much you want to see. I that's new. love Freaks, man. But I also love Black. I do. I, know. I, like I really like Black Christmas. Christmas a lot. Yeah. Okay, so can this I make? Really can I admit something to you? Yeah. Until your guys' podcast, I I realized I was living my life thinking that Black Christmas was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, that's fair because um, I confused <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, and that other Christmas because bar one. I'm literally five minutes into your podcast, going, "This is great and all, but this movie's called Silent Night, Deadly Night that they're describing." With the and then I went <laughs> and looked a, online. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's an entire okay. different movie. <laughs> Oh wait, never mind. How do you <laughs> My stupid little sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys were right, Jackie. Mm. Where, what's your vote on this? Because I want to know if I have to like wrap myself with uh, this. You, know, this- you said wrap. I see what you did there. Stop the pad cup. Oh. It's over. It's oh. over. It's all it's over. It's not going to get better than that. <laughs> you crazy ghouls. <laughs> yeah, you're very bad. This one, this one again, this one's I I, Well, you know what? And I remember the first time I saw Freaks oh, was, was in the apartment. That's right. Was in yeah. 10 Good That's Buddy. Right. Um, Jump forward, good buddy. The first time you see Freak, no one ever forgets the first time they see yeah. Freak because you're literally like. Um, but that I'm might gonna, have been my first time too. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I or think, see it with you. you saw it with you. Uh, is, is they're both good. Uh, I'm going Black Christmas. Joe. <laughs> I think I know what Joe's gonna pick. I, I, I think I do too. I love. I don't. I Todd Browning. My gosh, he's so important to movie yeah. making in general. Um, you know that whole and the fact that he takes the chances that he takes in that oh, movie. Yeah. I mean, the, to this movie to come out when it did. I mean, you want to talk about messing people's heads and getting banned and just bucking the system. Browning is just the OG of so much that's cool about movie making. That said, Margot Kidder was my girl. Um, Olivia Hussey is the hottest Juliet there ever was. I'm a, I'm a fan of Black Christmas. I, I vote Black Christmas. Wow. wow. 
I didn't expect that. I also think freaks. it's not freaks is just a movie that is not fair today by today's aesthetic, by oh, today's yeah. cultural. Oh, yeah. Like it's, I'm, it's, I'm just sort of I don't want to vote it. You know, I, know. I don't want to put my approval on it. It's like I could vote it, but then yeah. can I go take a shower because right. I really yeah, need to just, wash that it, off of me. It ain't no legs. You're a monster now. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just there's something PT Barnum about that, and we've evolved away from it. So I think it's fair for it to lose socially in the social conscious of today. Oh yeah. Oh Joe, come on. You got it. You should it. just stay and watch this after. Okay. <laughs> All right, I haven't so seen Trick or Treat. The next round, Joe, I'm, I'm shaming him because he has not seen Trick or Treat, which is literally one of my favorite movies from the past like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Trick or Treat is taken on From Dust Till Dawn. This one, this one is an extremely easy one for me. Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, all day yeah. for me too. Sorry, yeah. Nate. I don't yeah. have to vote. You I guess. don't have to vote, but if you w- if you were going I to vote from, from, from Dusk, I'm gonna say from Dusk till Dawn. Sorry, I'm Tell gonna say, and I and I love Trick or Treat. I really do. I do too. Yeah. I would have liked 28 Days Later from Dusk till Dawn hadn't already been made. From Dusk till Dawn does that switch in genre so seamlessly and so well. It has Harvey Keitel. It has a lot of good Tarantino dialogue. Tarantino is also though such a creeper that he embodies this idea of like you can tell that you would never want to have like you wouldn't want any of these brilliant filmmakers to be your uncle because there's no way Tarantino <laughs> is a good guy. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're out there, Quentin. I want totally want to have a beer with you, but there's just no way you're not a, a, a just a crap show, right? You have to be a crap show. I'm sorry, yeah, and, and I'm, if you're listening, you probably kind of agree with me that Quentin, you're a crap show of a human but you're a goddamn brilliant you're a genius and you you continue to write movies that floor me and this is a movie that floored me it was so good but I know you also did it just to see Salma Hayek in a bikini and I'm kind of okay with that mm-hmm. um, and still though it was right. still yeah Quentin Quentin I'm still talking to you Quentin um George, Clo- how do you? How are you the only director to get George Clooney to be other anyone other than George Clooney? Which this is literally the only role he's in mm-hmm. in which he's not the same character. Because Michael Clayton is a brilliant movie. Up in the Air is a brilliant movie, but George Clooney is the same guy in both of those movies, though they're both brilliant movies and really good performances. This is a great movie entering the first round. I hope Trick or Treat's worth it. I hope it's good. I, I think it's like a little pumpkin boy. You no, know right? I think it's the no. neck tattoo. No, it's more. It's it's an. Anti- Anthology. It is. It's the next tattoo. I think George Hotz for for, Ju- from, for George Clooney, it's the neck tattoo. Oh, yeah. It was method acting. It was the neck tattoo. <laughs> uh, and Juliette that's what Lewis just put him in there. is so good so in that movie. Harvey Keitel. Okay, we'll yeah. move forward. Friday the 13th, the original uh, of the Jason Voorhees series, which ironically is not really Jason Voorhees in this particular movie. Well, it's never um, intended to be. And up against John Landis's landmark F- SFX American Werewolf in London. Um, <clears throat> All right, you've seen both these, Nate? Yes. What do you think? Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. Jackie's going to go Friday the 13th. I don't know, dude. American Werewolf in wow, London. Wow, really? Oh, you love um, some Friday the 13th. What's his name? I like American Werewolf in London. There's a lot of good, like, dark Griffin, satire. Griffin There's a lot Dunn of good special effects. So, so good. Griffin uh, Dunn David is really Naughton good. Is David Naughton, yeah. David Naughton's lead. Griffin Dunn is his best Griffin friend Dunn who dies. Just, That's okay, Griffin guys. Dunn is just my favorite thing ever in this movie. This, one, this is a tough one for me because, um, what you call it? Uh, I'm tired of that. John 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 Landis directs this movie and the transformation uh, yep. his, his first werewolf transformation is just it's why it's, yeah, it's so Michael Jackson killer. it's why Michael Jackson comes to him for thriller uh, 
This one, this one's really what hard. About, what about the howling? What about the howling? That yeah. did that stuff before, and it was just as good, if not better. Okay, fair. And people do, People, I've heard that argument. In fact, I, the, the internet's filled to, with that fight, right? I'm not trying to say howling's a better movie either, because I don't think it is. It's weird. Like, this lady is like, has like, post-traumatic stress so she goes to like a camp and it turns out they're all werewolves or something i don't it's really weird yeah okay, so but it's joe dante too and i love joe dante away from <clears throat> the transformation scene which as jackie said is important to this movie is incredibly important in this movie also i i just love the 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 soundtrack of this movie i think mm-hmm. the the credence the credence clearwater revival music choice for that scene is particularly good um but Landis, I think, pulls something off in American Werewolf in London that makes that movie, in my mind, stand apart. And that is that it is equally funny without losing any of its edge yeah, it's horror-wise. Still, it's still really it's scary. It's still yeah. really scary. The way it jumps between those like surreal kind of jump scare dream sequences and then the kind of underlying foreboding of the real life of it all and the sort of dire kind of griminess of it. You guys in your Phantasm episode talked about how the tall man chasing the kid around the mausoleum is why you were scared of that when you were kids. And I agreed with you. I think that's such a good point. Like those chase scenes are really good. Mm -hmm. And the chase scenes in American Werewolf in London are actually are really good. The one in the subway when he like chases the businessman down through those hallways, I think it's mm-hmm. just so well done. I, Friday the 13th is iconic, but you take away the the icon and I don't know that as a film it, it offers as much as American Werewolf does. <clears throat> yeah. I I would argue the icon isn't I would argue the icon isn't born yet until Friday like until part 2. Yeah. I would yeah. you know, like I think the the twist of that movie is is, like is is the reason people remember Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. the original, is because of the twist. What a twist! <laughs> but, once again, Tom Savini, you know, coming through with the, with the effects, okay. like, like, um, Kevin Bacon getting an arrow through the neck, you know, yeah. like, stuff like that, like, a lot of really effective special effects in the original Friday the 13th, and it's a pretty old movie. There are really good effects, there's a lot of kills in that movie. Mm-hmm. Innovative kills, Savini kills. Although Tom Savini's gigantic man hands, when that when her head gets chopped off at the end, are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's not her; it's him. Yeah. Because yeah, there, and that and that's a good point, Nate. And I think that there, are, for all the good scenes in Friday the Thirteenth, there are some problems. Yeah, that there's some parts of that movie that really don't hold up. Well, a lot of it doesn't hold up. I mean, the fact that the kid is actually in the lake. Or not, or I'm not sure what's happening yeah, at the end. The like that ending. whole twist yeah. ending, like, and then they redid it like two or three times at least. They pulled the same thing at the end of every Friday the Thirteenth movie. You'd have some fake out, like everything's fine. Oh wait, no, there's a killer. You know, like a lot of uh, some stuff know. doesn't hold up in American Werewolf though either. That's yeah, true too. yeah. Some of the effects. Yeah, I've watched that re- more recently, and it, I, I was less impressed. Jackie. Oh, dead silence. I don't know. Um, this one's re- this one is really really tough for me. Uh. David Naughton, while you're thinking, David Naughton is in My Sister Sam, which is the show that has Mindy from Mork and Mindy and that girl who got shot when we were kids. What's her name? Wait, I'm clicking on it right now. Rebecca Schaefer. I just read it over your shoulder. Who? What are you talking about? When we were kids, and again, I'm a couple years older than you guys, but when we were kids, Rebecca Schaefer was killed. 
and and she was on a show called My Sister Sam, which had Pam Dauber from Mork and Mindy. Mm -hmm. David Naughton from American Werewolf in London was the male lead in that show. Hmm. And I only remember that show because she was beautiful and she was killed. She was killed by a stalker. And so she was like the first high profile like Hollywood stalker death. I think I, I don't she couldn't have been more than a, like 20 yeah, something. She, yeah. She, Are you looking at Rebecca Schaefer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old? How old was she when she was killed? She was 22. She was mm-hmm. 22. What do you think? What should I pick? It's crazy. <laughs> I already told what, you. I already you, told you what I want. You All picked right. Friday Wait, the no, 13th. No alliances over there. Yeah, what are you, that, doing? No, you can. You know what I've said. Okay. You can. You can make your own decision. Uh, What'd you vote? I voted Friday the 13th. Okay. And you voted American Werewolf from London. Oh, Jackie. Yeah. Why Sorry, Jack. Why do the ties keep coming down to me? <sighs> These are both really good movies. Like. No. <laughs> I don't know. I think American Werewolf in London is a superior movie mm-hmm. on its own. You movie to movie. And that's, and that's, I think that's kind of where I'm at. It's a superior movie. I have to take Friday the 13th, the franchise, out of my head and yeah. look at the original Friday the 13th. I'm taking away every single one of the sequels and forgetting about all of that and looking at that singular movie. And I'm going to go American Werewolf in London. Yes. Yeah. Because if you wanted if you wanted the iconography, you, we should have put number two. We should have well, put no, part number two Number three, because three is the first one where he has the mask. Oh, right. So yeah, we're right, going right. super okay, icon, yeah. we're going three. And you know what? My favorite's four. Isn't that Corey Haim? Isn't four uh, Corey Haim and the lightning? He chops Corey him Feldman. up. Feldman. No. Feldman. No. Feldman. Corey Haim. I think Feldman. 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 Sorry. Okay, I'm going to take you to Google on this one. Go okay. ahead. You can <laughs> go for it. It's one? Feldman. <laughs> he's a little kid. He's, and he's essentially baby baby Tom Savini, like making monster masks and stuff. Yeah. He basically inserted himself into the series because he'd been involved with it so much. It's Corey Feldman. Yeah. I just it's, watched it's a the documentary Feldster. the other day where they interview like everyone that's been in Friday the 13th. It's like four hours long. Yeah, but Corey Haim's dead. Yeah, Corey Haim is like the the druggy one that like did like a couple terrible movies with Corey Feldman and then disappeared. They may both be in it, but Corey Haim's in Friday the Thirteenth. I don't think so. I don't think he was ever in Friday the Thirteenth. I'm going. I'm with you. I'm going Feldster. Feldster. Friday the Thirteenth, a new beginning. Tommy at age twelve. Corey Feldman. Hmm. Yeah. Let me and that's check it. Corey he was supposed. Maybe, he was supposed maybe, to come maybe. back for the next one, but they wanted to do something with an older Tommy. And he was still a baby. He was still a baby boy. It was too soon. Sorry, Joe. Hmm, you guys are right. Sorry, my my bad. It's okay. They're both. They're both. They are completely interchangeable. Yeah, and they're both super dreamy. So it's easy to just get like. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. I have all the magazines. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Beat. Tiger Tiger Beat. All right. So our next round is Paranormal Activity. It's on Fright Night. No contest. Fright Night. Fright Night. night. All day. Moving on. I'm sorry, Paranormal Activity. I like you too. Here comes my my, my, I I love found footage movies, Mm -hmm. but here's my quick personal story. Back in the day, growing up in the town that I did, we had a little teeny tiny video rental store, and it was pretty much on one side of the aisle was one, you know, movie genre. On one side of the aisle was the other. I used to have to run down the side where the horror movies were, run past it, because the VHS cover of Fright Night scared me so much. With the cloud? With the cloud, with the vampire. Yeah, that and Evil Dead 2, the cover with the skull with the eyeballs. I would have to run past that because those two covers 
scarred me. Yep. I was Night so of the frightened. Was that for me? Yeah, Night yeah. of the Demons yeah. was scary. Yeah. Her the tongue is Leanna Jane Quigley. Simmons long. <laughs> That's what made me want to watch movies, though, when I was a kid, because you didn't have Those the internet boxes, or anything. Yeah. Like, you yeah. couldn't really do a lot of research. You just got to look and see. So if you had, yeah. like, a giant skull with super realistic yeah. bloodshot eyeballs coming out of it on the front of your box, I was probably going to see what but you were I all think, about. And I think you mentioned on our last podcast, though, how misleading sometimes those oh boxes oh yeah for sure sometimes they were terribly misleading mm-hmm. all right so sorry i didn't know you <laughs> no, 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 no. and done our next round this one's a, oh, an interesting matchup we got saw versus we've got saw versus the omen sorry it's more important you're on it though huh okay Tricky. Yeah, I mean, I. I can take both of these. Things. I know. I was just gonna yeah. say. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. There's no really emotional have, attachment. Yeah. Here. I don't really have any fondness for the Omen. I I think I'm gonna go with Saw just because the audacity of that series and like how it just kept ratcheting up <laughs> yeah. how complex these 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 uh, yeah. Rube Goldberg death machines were. I think. Yeah. I think you know. I don't know. That's that's more entertaining to me yeah, than the Omen. But I I didn't really get a lot from the Omen to begin with. It's you know. For you, right? That's the Omen. That's yeah. Whereas nanny jumps out the window. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm kind of with you 100. percent I'm, I'm mean, going Saul. Like, me, me and Jackie saw saw Saul in the theaters together, and at the end of that movie, when Carrie Elway's is chopping yeah. his foot off with with the, yeah, we were losing, we're our, losing minds. our minds. We were screaming like yes because yes. So, like gore was coming back. And and I think you I know? believe this was in in the MySpace days because yeah. I very specifically remember updating my MySpace with like just Saul Saul with Nate and James, you know, like I love you guys. I would cut <laughs> off my leg for you guys. Like yeah, no, we yeah, that I'm with you. I really don't have The Omen was good. I know it I know it's a good movie, but it's nothing I'm going to go... I'm not, I'm not going to go back to watch it anytime soon. It's mm-hmm. If it happens to come on, if it happens to be on Netflix, and I'm like, I'll have that on in the background kind of thing. So not a bad movie, but uh, I'm absolutely with Saul on this one. Yeah. So sorry, Joe. Would, would, yeah, would you so it doesn't matter what I, th- what would I think. I would have picked right? The Omen. Yeah. Um, be, <clears throat> what year does Saw come out? Uh, hold on, 2001? Okay, yeah. That so that, that is... The moment, a moment in no, my life where I think it was before that because I didn't meet James till 2004, and James was with us. I thought. I think you were. Yeah, you're right. Oh four. Yeah. Wow. I, I was. What? I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I was told going into Saw that it was going to bring me back to all of the horror I loved. I was told it was going to deliver all of the. And I went to see it and was completely. Well, see, now I didn't. Unimpressed. I wouldn't even describe it like that. I, I think say, someone psyched me out. I wouldn't say out. it's a callback to anything in right. particular. Like I actually found it to be kind of refreshing. Yeah, refreshing because what happened was Scream came out in like 1998, um, and then everybody copied Scream. And Scream copied Scream. And they even made movies about how meta their copying their own movie was. Like, And it was just like the the horror genre could be, become completely masturbatory, just like piling on top. Like, oh, yeah, remember that movie from two months ago? Here's an updated version of that. It's like, no one wants that. So to finally get a movie that tried something different, like, and, you know, I don't know. It just... <laughs> It was refreshing. Like, you know, we never thought we were going to get, like, something new ever again. And then this thing came out, the crazy torture room movie. The killer that's not the killer. Yeah. And Carrie. Yeah. All right. Next one. Oh, here we go. Girl Walks Home at Night versus Last House on the Left. Now, if you want me to sit out, 
I will sit out because I watched 35 minutes of Girl Walks Home at Night and was bored out of my mind and turned it off. So well, I will happily sit no, out. That, I think then there's not going to be any discussion, no, Jack, yeah. because we're all going to go Girl Walks Home and at that's, Night. And that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I just say, in all fairness, after 35 minutes, I personally was bored out of my mind, so oh. I turned it off. I know. So, it just it wasn't it wasn't my brand. I turned it off. So I'll happily sit out if you want me to. I no. Don't, I don't mind no, about stand, that. No, stand, stand. You can you speak to Last House? I, like because I, 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 I can. I'm only gonna. I'm. I'm saying this because I'm. I'm gonna admit something to you that's gonna be room, cause for debate. <gasps> I know my sister's gonna hop all over it. <gasps> In preparing for this, I continually came back to this to the following thought: Wes Craven, not as good as I remember. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. over and over again, and I'm talking even the nightmare series whenever i return to him i'm always a little bit disappointed and this movie is brutal it's just it's brutal but it's also like i don't it's i don't see what i'm supposed to be you can be brutal you know the exorcist is kind of brutal yeah yeah but you know what the exorcist doesn't want to like i don't feel bad we've talked about this before last house on the left i watch and and then i feel bad yeah, that I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like, I, like I was the voyeur watching this happening, and I didn't stop it from and happening. That's what, I think that's part of that's what the they point. Yeah, I know, and it, it makes me feel icky. But like, there's, just but it's also, too. but yeah. it's also like a continuation of an entire genre right. of but, movies, yeah. and it turns that genre upside down, in my opinion. Yeah, because you well, take the reve- like the revenge horror, you take the the what these gr- <laughs> what these girls go through, and you put them like you put it in the lens of the parents getting the revenge, and mm-hmm. and there's just something about it to me. That's really, and I, I will openly admit, I watched it once. I, it was a really hard watch for me, and I'll never watch it ever again. But I will defend it every time because I think the the way that the revenge is done, the way that they turn the tide on the psychos and get and act their revenge on them is nothing short of like you you feel so icky because you're like fuck yeah because you want to see them go you down see and them get gory and tortured oh, and like it torn just feels from so them. good and you you evoke your own violence and your own inner dirty mm-hmm. into this movie in such a way that it does it's like clockwork orange for me you walk away feeling dirty and wrong because it evokes in you things that you don't want to admit are there and that's why i always defend this movie if i were voting it would be girl walks home at night because i can't get enough of it but damn is last house on the left important to the county my my issue with last house on the left is that tonally it is all over the place that's Mm -hmm. true because it starts off as kind of like a, it kind of seems like an after school special yeah. even, you know, yeah. oh, like going so to a concert. Cool. Oh, these guys have some drugs. Let's go over there because my friend says they're cool. And it's got like this really goofy soundtrack and like mm-hmm. everything, like it, you're not sure what you're supposed to be feeling. And then horrible stuff happens and it just keeps compounding. You're like, where did this come from? It's, I, right. that movie's really strange for me. I, I have a hard time going back to it. Not because I'm put off by the violence. Cause I'm kind of an awful person when it comes to horror movies and I will watch I will watch the most terrible things happen on screen and not feel bad about it at all. Oh my all. god, really? I, I feel like I, I couldn't function for a couple days after like Martyrs. Like if I watch a movie that's really fucked up, I, I like have to heal. Well, Martyrs is in a league of its own. <laughs> yeah, it really is. There's like the last half an hour of that movie is a girl getting punched in the face repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. So twitching. I was like twitching. Yeah. Something doesn't go together with the way the movie was marketed. I mean, I think Wes Craven could have very easily, if he himself were not so savvy and he himself did not 
he was kind of really well liked. I think you know he he made a couple of non horror movies. Um, one of them was memorable. If you since you have it all open, um, I think one of them had not Sally Field in it, but something like that. It was like places. Did he do places in the heart or something like that? Like that I don't know. Um, but. I almost it's almost amazing he got another the chance was so good. because he got because he went to the stairs what people went to the stairs I went yeah. too yeah. but that falls under like the Evil Dead 2 like schlocky yeah. slapstick yeah. stuff the, the, um, the, 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 I don't I don't feel the importance of the revenge in this movie I think it's it's it, it does prey upon this idea of like are you allowed to be rooting for something horrible because of how horrible it was mm-hmm. that, but, but that's almost like a side dish. It's almost like it's, and it's you, applicable to more horror movies than you can think yeah, of right now. True. Like, you know, like pretty much all horror movies have like some kind of killer that's doing awful things and you just want to see them get put in their place. Um, <laughs> I was, but, I was in, but then, I was, but then again, these are not like supernatural, like monsters, like hunting people. They're just horrible, horrible, horrible people. You know. I don't know. I think he did that genre well though, because like I think about him doing The Hills Have Eyes too, and I'm like, it's the same thing. It's watching just such brutality done by humanity. I don't know. Yeah. I think it all. But yeah, but The Hills Have to... Eyes. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, but The Hills Have Eyes is completely different because they're not normal people. They're crazy folk that yeah, live but, out in the mountains. But they're that still been, people. They're yeah. still humans. I would disagree. Just like seeing wow. like what have you? Uh, you you need. Wait, but you know what? We're going. We're going off yeah, on tangent. You're gonna put if you're gonna put an audience through what Last House on the Left puts you through. Puts you, through mm-hmm. you better make sure that I'm walking out knowing why I did it. And right. in this movie, I don't. Yeah. I don't That's feel it. like the takeaway yeah. equals what you've put me through. Yeah. I was in a script writing class at, at U of the Arts years ago, and I, I wrote a script to where a kid died. And I had a woman who literally made me stay afterwards. And in one of the most, like, an awkward exchange where she was like, you don't have a right to do this. Um, I was with you. I loved your script until that moment. You can't kill kids in movies. And I was like, well, no offense, but kids die in movies and shows all the time. And in real life. And and there was a point to my my killing of this character. It's not supposed to make you feel good. But she was shaken to a point where I couldn't even describe to you. And I found myself apologizing. Later, on the train ride home, I was like, I don't need you to apologize. What am I apologizing yeah. about? But yeah. but it made it did kind of resonate to me that whenever you make a decision, you you have to make sure, you know, you're getting something out of that decision where you're committing it to film. And I think Craven, like, he got away with because of the time period and the savvy marketing that it's went into these movies market. and the fact that he had audiences, pre-Star Wars audiences that were hungry for this kind of thing. I think he comes out at the wrong time period. He's done before he begins. Mm-hmm. And maybe... Maybe maybe lesser people weren't afforded the opportunities here. I don't know. I know this is big stuff. I'll yeah, no, I'll work like it I out. Ju- no, I have to, I get, have to digest like, that. Ten movies got- out of uh, <laughs> yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, right. And yeah, they're true. not all deserved for sure. Yeah, and and what about right, the one with Roseanne of- in it? Come right. on, <laughs> yeah, which one that. is that? Didn't need that. That's yeah, like yeah, Freddy's like, Dead or something. That was five. Yeah. See, I don't know though. I think like I have to I have to digest that whole thing. But I do think that like right before New Night. He because I'm I'm always so. 
against yeah. me too. Nightmare. I think it's really good. Nightmare is really great. I think that um, he Craven deserves credit for I because like I, I have such a love hate relationship with like the torture porn aspect of the genre. Like if it, if it is a subgenre, because I hate seeing that exploitation for the sake of exploitation. And maybe that's what you're arguing here, Joe. But I don't know. I think it it works for me in that it like sometimes I watch the these these goofy ones. Like I'm trying to think of one of the like quintessential modern torture porn style films like almost like one of the other hostels or like something like that where it's just a piece of shit and you're watching terrible things happen to to people for no reason and i i don't know is that this and i just don't yeah, see I it don't, maybe I, it is maybe. i don't i don't know you know like i, I feel like there's i i feel like the fact that like there is retribution for the people that mm. do those things so like kind of I don't know. Like, it kind of changes a little bit. Like, if you look at something like Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, that's a good example. There's nothing. It's just violence. It's actual animals being killed. Like, it's just awful stuff. And there is no, like, at the end of the movie, they're like, yeah, this happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just the whole point is to sell the fact that this is. But that's my point. That movie is not allowed to transcend its genre. It's not allowed. Mm -hmm. We as a society won't accept it because of what you just described. Yeah. It is what it is. There's something unforgiving and unrelenting. The filmmaker says I did it for that reason here it is mm-hmm. and and that stays in its place in our in our subconscious it's not allowed to why does last house on the left get to launch a career when I watch that movie now I don't understand why it's given the leverage to be more look at even hoop um Toby Hooper when he deals with with um with uh my God, with uh, you know, obviously, yeah, with, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. like he has to fight against the the, the what that movie re- represented. He had to like he had to like rebel and beat against it for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Craven got a pass. I think it's because of the timing. I think yeah. if, if Craven is five years late, we're there is no discussion. I think it's just because. That was. <laughs> it was 1972. There was a lot of movies we, like that. There's we, a lot of movies like that. Yeah, rem, Night Pre, of, you could say the like same thing. Before Night Last House on the Left, there's yes, a lot of movies like though. that. I think he was just the 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 best and brightest at the time doing that type of movie, and they saw the value in him. And I think he got. He really got a look at the whole like not reality TV so much but like documentary style that's not really a documentary like Mm -hmm. because god darn if you don't feel like you're watching real footage yeah Yeah. and so when you talk about director's talent and you talk about the casting choices and you talk about the death scenes and there's a lot of good shit going on there you know like I mean god I swear he really picked those people off of the street we're like you're a bunch of real serial killers right let's go ahead and do this he didn't but it feels you're right that it feels like he does I know and so like I think there's something to be said there but we have spent way too much Time on this one, folks. Let's move on. Amityville Horror against Oh, let the right one in. The original Amityville, as much as I love Ryan Reynolds without a shirt on. And who doesn't? Um, no, no contest, slam dunk. Let the right one in might be the finest horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Ever. Yeah. That's what it goes up against. <laughs> Shut up! I, I think like, you yeah, didn't plan one. that. Shut I swear up. to God, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't plan that. <laughs> I swear to God. The two movies that. coming into this tournament They're that so I said to Marissa, too. here are my two Dark Horse movies so for this. They're similar, the- too. They I'm are. sorry. They I are. They have a lot I'll in common. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Dude, no. let it be. Let it be. Go ahead. See what it be? I it's swear fine. to God, I didn't no. plan it that way. No, it's good that they're there because only one of those should be moving forward. You really think so? Oh, they're both I so do good. think so. No, but they are oh, very good, similar. That's true. They, that's they, true. They, they explore a lot of similar themes and stuff. All right, so that was that, that was, was a pretty. That was a nice. Nobody spoke to anything about Amityville, which is a really under. So just a, should, it's a movie that deserves to be. Well, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, again, Margot Kidder, James <laughs> Brolin, right? Yep, James yeah. Brolin. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, really a, a, that's Josh Brolin's father right? yeah, yeah. Okay. A, a a haunted house movie that sets a lot of standards yeah right? and you know based based on an Real, alleged yeah. true story yeah. I mean you've got two sides of the camp yeah. saying what is it Lorraine and Ed I can't what is their last name I, I can't think of it your people are saying that they made it up completely it was a publicity stunt because nobody that has lived in that house since that time has seen has seen anything, anything no so effects weird. of they're anything. just that good yeah, yeah. And um, why wasn't that? I'm surprised that house didn't make it on your tour, Jackie, because that's right there. I know. Yeah. Well, Marissa we, we and I, we went we there when we were kids. Do you really? remember that? No. Yeah, you probably, I don't, you might have been too little, but we passed it on some vacation. Yeah. Wow. Well, and they've changed, they've changed the house. Warren, Lorraine and Ed Warren. War- Lorraine and Ed Warren, thank you. They've actually changed the house. Does it still look like a face? No, they've purposefully changed, the, like two or three owners ago, probably, I think I read, because recently that house was on the market. Uh, I think it was sometime last year, but no, they've actually changed the front of the house. They changed the windows so you don't get that iconic face-looking house. It doesn't look like that you anymore. You couldn't pay me to live in that house. Like, you couldn't be like, here's this ginormous house and a beautiful piece of property, and we're going to pay you to live here. And I'd be like, yeah. nah, I'll stick in this so, slums of Dalran. You know, I, and I always <laughs> do enjoy those suspected based on true story From movies. Television City, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Dalran. Beautiful. Dalran, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a decent movie, but I mean, let the it's right a, one yeah, in. Right. It's just, it's just, oh my God, it's so it's just, good. It's oh. a masterpiece. Yeah. But all right. All right, ready? Ready. The next one is Scream. Also, Wes Craven, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Versus Candyman. There's a lot of Wes Craven on this tournament, Marissa. And I don't, I didn't realize it either at first, but there's a lot there's a of lot. Wes Craven on this tournament. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't know how to. You think undeservedly? No, no, I'm not saying that. Interesting. He's hey, Wes Craven. Got it from online. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scream versus Candyman, peeps. Hmm. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. I, Scream is is a movie that I have almost no emotional attachment to whatsoever. Yeah, I was gonna say this one is kind of tough because like I think I have, both of them are good, but they're both, both kind of mediocre. Not, neither like, is they're, great, right? Yeah, like well, they're not fantastic, that, yeah. amazing, but they're not terrible. They're just very down the middle for me for both of them. I mean, honestly, either one goes forward. That's fine because they're probably not going to make it past round two, kind of thing. Like I gotta say that I have a lot of nostalgia for Scream because my older brother snuck me into Scream at the Pittman movie theater (laughs) when I was like 16 years old and uh, I mean it was great like I mean that whole experience is great even if Scream isn't you know going to be remembered that fondly like looking back I'd still, I don't know, like I associate it with certain experiences yeah. in my life and, and it kind of elevates the movie. That's yeah. Meanwhile, Candyman, I don't know, I can't even really remember that much Candyman. There's bees. Mm-hmm. Candyman ain't real. Candyman ain't real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't. I have less attachment to Candyman. Candyman yeah. is a movie that just didn't work for me. In in any way, when I, I saw it, I didn't like it. I wasn't scared by it. I was, I found it boring. I didn't buy into the legend or the fable. It's the anti Blair Witch to me, in that it tried to create some kind of realistic, you know, urban legend around itself that just never hit. Whereas yeah. Scream is really clever, responsible for a lot of cool, you know, sort of resonating parts of culture, and you yeah. know, and and like I was saying before, like lots of movies tried to emulate Scream, mm-hmm. is, is like very quickly yeah. after came out very quickly I would say that most of the movies until like 2001 or 2002 were direct scream ripoffs in the horror genre yeah agree yeah. 
Given between the two, I'm I'm voting scream. Okay. Yeah, me too. Scream. Scream. Scream it is. All right, so the next round is Shocking, the another Wes, Wes Craven movie. The Hills Have Eyes <laughs> versus VHS. I have not seen VHS, uh, so Joe, I have to Joe, you're killing out. me here. All right. Um, to me, this one this one is actually really easy. VHS. VHS. VHS was... I think I watched it at your house. Yeah, probably. I, I really, really enjoy VHS. I did watch it again recently, though, and I think a lot of the segments don't hold, hold up. up. They're That's not very good. Like, yeah. There's like five segments in that anthology, and only two of them are really effective. I think so, too. Yeah. I think the first one's really the, the first one with the girl, who's just, just yeah. kind of weird, and you don't know what she's doing. Yeah, and, and you think it's going to go apart. into a certain... That is terrifying. That is incredible. Like, that scares me so much. And even though these oh, people so deserve they to be... They deserved it, yeah. Because they're, they're like creepy, molestery guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, drug girls. Oh, God, and, like, yeah. touch they them turn, while they're, like, I just out. love the way they turn that fucking trope upside down. You see down. that guy's wiener just fly across oh, the yeah. like I could watch wall. that happen. Yeah. It's she unbelievably just like, good. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> that entire segment that terrifies whole, me. Like, her face, the effects I they did to make her face, like, open up in the middle. And it looked like a Jainy on her face. Like, a really scary Jainy. Oh, so... So it was that is super good. effective. A really scary the wraparound, <laughs> the wraparound story is very effective because yeah. sometimes yes, they don't even draw yes. that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. But you'll just see something in the background, yeah, like and then I'll cut to the next clip, yep. and you'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. hold on!" Yeah. And and I think going back to the unfortunately going back to the Wes Craven conversation, yeah, it makes me question because it's another one of those brutal movies that like I really would if it's on, I won't probably won't even watch it because it's fucking fucking brutal or what? Like really it messed bad. me up. Like yeah. I mean, you're talking murdering small like the baby dies in that yeah. they rape the, 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 the daughter in front of them like all of it is just they so set the father on, on fire. fire like they crucify oh. him and set him on fire yeah, everything about it is and just and the brutal. worst part is they kill the dog I know that and yet that is somehow to me the part that I was it like is. that's it I'm turning this off that's what really turns it off because <laughs> yeah. once that dog dies everyone's like, like let's find out who killed this dog yeah. Yeah. Like, and they start going You're out right. with guns and like looking around right. the desert that's when and they stuff fight back. That's who killed our dog yeah Um. so it's and that might be the only important social commentary <laughs> don't mess with white people's dogs yeah. or people who have been like what were they nuclear radiation right yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it, was, it was near to, it was near like nuclear uh, test site yeah and and the government was paying them money just to stay there and not mess with people but like they were just <laughs> they were just kid, they were just yeah. taking people yeah. well taking I mean, people they, and, again and no take back excuse comes into play <laughs> i honestly oh, i think we really stumbled upon something with, here. with the hills have eyes i think that the remake is much more effective what? and a much better movie oh and I my don't, I, I don't normally say Nathaniel. that i know i well i it's because i don't think hills of eyes is very strong to begin with Dude, that one guy though, god damn it, if he doesn't scare the shit out of me in the oh, yeah, original. What, he's he's, an, he's, like he's really iconic. iconic. What's yeah. his name? I don't remember. He's yeah. very tall and yeah. his eyes are sunken yeah. in. He's, he's a tall kind of glass of water head. too. He's in not the, is he in the Hitcher? No, he, what sci fi movie is he really in? He's in Oh, oh! I think he's in Critters. I think he's in, he critters. in Critters. He's also in Weird Science. He's one yes. of the uh, biker guys in Weird, Weird Science. Science is what I was thinking of. I don't know. Of. I have yes. an image of him with... I think of the, 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 the collars and Critters that have the little light bulbs on them that they have around their necks. I feel like I've seen him with one of those things on. I'm going to figure out his name. Uh, Wait, is that Martin the, Spears? Is that him? No. Is that the new one? Oh, that's the new Peter one. Peter Locke? No. Michael Berryman, that's him. Yeah, Michael Berryman is him. Yep. He is in. Oh, he's in Cuckoo's Nest, too. 
He's in Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. Really? I don't uh-huh. remember him from that. He's much more... Um, he was like, in The Devil's Rejects, too. He's, he's played down. His physical appearance is played down Yo, in did Cuckoo's Nobob Nest. Did Nobob Zombie make the list? I'm kind of surprised. I'm okay with that. Really? Oh, yeah, I like, I like The House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, all right, so, so we VHS. are going VHS. Yeah, I, I think VHS was like a delightful surprise, you know? Like, I, I don't think, not I don't think it's going to make it to the end, no. but there are a couple segments in VHS <laughs> that are incredibly effective and that it still make me very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah. it is really. And yeah, I, I and like, know, like... I think I expected it to suck, to be honest. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, this is good. All right. What? Where do you laugh at? No, I just... Camp? Yeah, I want to talk about it. <laughs> the next round gives us Sleepaway Camp versus Carrie. Though I totally vote Carrie. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love Camp. yeah. I love Sleepaway Camp too, but I think I'm also going to vote Carrie. Mm-hmm. De Palma, okay. man. Ethically speaking. <laughs> I think I think that Carrie is a much more well-rounded film. Yep, there's, it's a better film. The, the things that people like about Sleepaway Camp has nothing to do with the fact <laughs> that it's a horror movie. It's just the crying game 10 no, years there's before There's some the amazing game. shit in Sleepaway Camp. Like, the kids talk like foul-mouthed real kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that baseball game is amazing because the little kids are, first of all, beating the crap out of the older kids. They're probably like four or five years older than them, have all gone through puberty, are all gigantic. The little kids are beating the crap out of them, and they're, all the little kids are cursing like sailors the entire time. And I'm like, yes, this is what it was like when I was a kid. We all cursed like sailors. Yep. We all were bad. You know, like, it, it, felt, it felt more real because, like, a lot of times kids in horror movies are just kind of, like, there as, like, a prop to be, like, this innocent little thing. And, like, in this movie, it's like, no, like, sometimes kids are jerks. You know? And uh, I'm just going to say for the record, I probably would have voted for Sleepaway Camp. But um, it's okay. Like, Carrie is good. Let, Carrie is going to move on. But I will say one thing about Sleepaway Camp. And maybe the physics are escaping me. But one of the first deaths is the cook. No, it makes Not, no sense. It makes no sense. No, he didn't die. But like, okay. Wait, so you have to refresh he, he got but very like, badly burned. He did. He got very badly oh, that's burned. That's right. So, but I'm like, if you're on a stool and you've got this giant pot of boiling water and oh, the right, stool begins to rock and you're going to fall, why would you grab the edge of the pot? Like that, like why? If you're going to fall no, back. No, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, for he like, him. He like pulls it on top of himself. Exactly. Or you He's could like, just. He's like, hold on, I forgot all this boiling hot water and you need like 800 gallons of water to make corn apparently (laughs) there was a lot of corn they were were boiling all the corn for the entire season of the camp fun fact the guy that the guy that takes over the job for the cook who first of all is is like super molestery and weird he he deserves it the guy that takes over for him the black guy that is james earl jones brother yeah, wow. look that up. Yeah. I promise you that is true. Oh, I believe you. I didn't even know James Earl Jones had a brother, but he does, and he's in Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. Sleep camp. <laughs> Another fun fact: Michael Berryman was also in Kenny Rogers' Christmas Special. <laughs> yes, he was. He played the gambler. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Really? <laughs> and he was so. It, it starts on a warm summer's eve on a train bound for nowhere. <laughs> he knew when to hold them and when to fold he them. He did. Michael he did. Berryman knew that <laughs> you never start your counting when you're sitting at the table. <laughs> Probably because he knew he could just count later when the dealing was done. Yeah. Um, Sleepaway Camp was one of those movies that was constantly on cable when oh, we were kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, 
and you but know i think that i think that sleepaway camp has has like an interesting either. plot it's just told so convolutedly <laughs> that you can't keep up yeah. like it does, it's like not, the very yeah, it first scene in the movie i'm not even sure what's happening there but it completely dictates what you are supposed to understand for the rest of the movie but it's not clear but it's not, right it's there's like two all. kids in Robert the water there's a dude in a boat, and there's a dude on the shore, and like you don't know how who any of these people are, how are they related to each other? Because as soon as that scene is over and someone gets hit by the boat, it time skips forward, and you have no idea like oh are these these kids grown up? Are these related to these kids? Are these just some random kids that have nothing yeah. to do with anything? And then you kind of have to go back through the movie and try, like, try and figure out like. Who were those people at the beginning? Who were they talking about? Because none of them appear any at any point further into the movie. And this is another situation where I feel sequels surpass the original. Because number <laughs> three, number three, yeah, Teenage Wasteland is my favorite of the series. <laughs> I wasteland. love I Sleepaway Camp 3. Teenage, I've I have, I own the box <laughs> I set. I love that. Seriously, I love that it's called Teenage Wasteland. I own the I box set. I want to recut the trailer where it's like, out here in the fields, <laughs> they work for their meals. <laughs> they put their backs into, into their, their sleepaway camp. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in the work. background doing windmills on my guitar. <laughs> right, so Carrie moves on. We're winding down yeah. for round one. Blair Witch. Oh, no, welcome Wax to Waxwax. Waxwax. Uh, okay, I'm going to start off. I'm casting my vote for Blair Witch. All right. Me too. I, I love yeah. found footage movies. This movie got what? me. What it is up against? I don't think Waxworks stands a chance because yeah. it is just a weird, weird movie. That's and, ironic. you know. VHS goes up against Blair Witch. The that's background. that's fine though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, Waxworks is good. I if, like. Dude, I like. That's that's I like another Waxworks. one. That's another one of those Sunday afternoon yeah. comes on cable, kind of movies. I do enjoy it, but <coughs> Blair Witch is just that one. That one impacted me. That one right out scared me. Yeah. Such a cool Waxworks is a really cool movie, yeah. you know. But if, it doesn't on, hold a candle. If you're on a Gremlins kick and you want more of that guy, then watch Waxworks. <laughs> and then after that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, I said candle. Oh, this Ooh, is a killer. The next one oh. is, and this is our second to last in the first round. Wreck, the original, oh. goes up against Sean. Oh, I want to say for the record that. The, the horror comedies have not been doing well for oh, this I entire know. tournament. Yeah. And but Shaun of the Dead, if there's one that deserves to move forward, man, the one that really does a good job of mixing both. But, I mean, as far as found footage movies go, Wreck is really so good, good, too. Yeah. Uh, when she Shaun says, Yo soy bombero, I believe her. <laughs> <laughs> I do. She's adorable. Ay, lo siento, Marisa, ¿por qué? <laughs> These are two movies that just for for a human who hates new movies. <laughs> I really loved both of these movies awesome. when they actually came out. They're both oh. unbelievably good movies. I'm I don't know I'm I'm be wreck. Wreck had like a charm and a spirit to it, and a, and a and the and it for a found footage movie. Really, it's not since Blair Witch did I either a enjoy or b believe mm -hmm. or could get wrapped up in a found footage movie. Yeah. The only thing with Wreck is I thought the ending was a little weak. 
but the the initial scenes, especially the one with the with the old woman and the oh, oh those God, are some yeah. scary yeah. that's a scary ass scenes in that movie. That movie is really effective. But Bush Shaun of the Dead, of the Dead it's is I, just yeah. I can't I, I, can't, I, I really can't vote against. Shaun I really of the like Wreck. In fact, seeing it on the screen here is making me want to watch again right yeah. now. But Shaun of the Dead, like sh- that entire trilogy, I could watch those movies any oh day gosh, of the yeah. week. Yeah. Any day of the week, yeah. I could watch Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz or uh, At World's End. I could watch yeah, any of them. All three of them. Yeah. Any, anything Edgar okay. Wright. But Shaun of the Dead is a comedy. No, it's so scary at times, too. I think it's so... Scary? I think there are moments in that film that do, uh, like, the tension. Like, the way that that film toggles comedy and horror is unlike any film I've ever seen. Because, like, when the moments when, like, he's oblivious to what's going on and, like, this, like the handprint on the uh, door when he goes to get the But those are and, all like, brilliant comedy scenes. They're not. That's not a comedy at all. I don't think... When he's oblivious to when literally yeah. the zombie apocalypse is happening around him is one of the most brilliant scenes ever, oh, but it's a it's brilliant insane. comedy He's scene. walking past zombies <laughs> thinking they're homeless people. <laughs> like, oh, no, sorry. I didn't so have any change. Yeah. I don't have any like, change. I had to, I had to shirt the guy at the... I don't know, like the scene at the end where they're like both on the lift and like they like the cigarette. Like I just, I think it, it really evokes a sense of I think, tension. And I dread. think that I think that it can be touching and heartwarming. It's, it is really and that's touching. That's kind of the point of Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a horror movie. It's not a horror, it's a horror movie. movie. It's a, it's a horror, horror setting. <laughs> it's a hundred percent a horror movie. You guys before said, you know. Oh, I'm with you. If 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 aliens and Jaws and Silence of the Lambs can make this list, all right. Shaun of the Dead can make this list, and I'm casting my vote for Shaun of the Dead. You guys are wreck. Nate, fuck, it's gonna kill me. I really like Shaun of the Dead, but (laughs) Joe's right. I'm going wreck. (laughs) All right, fair enough. I'm a little disappointed. Shaun of the Dead's my shiz. I know. Shaun of the Dead is such a good movie. But think about it. It's the movie Zombieland wants to be. <laughs> it is. Oh, well, Zombieland was okay for Zombieland what it was. was okay. It wasn't Shaun of the Dead. No, no. And then we have <laughs> seriously, dude. This what? is this is a bad this one. This should have don't. This is like this is like a get out of jail oh, free card. I wish card Dawn for of the Dead. The other Dawn of the Dead was against. Darn it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The next round, as I get yelled at, as everybody starts (laughs) turning on me. Well, no, no, no. You did so well. You did so well for all the other ones. This this one just ended. This is just what happens at the end. Phantasm goes up against the remake of Dawn of the Dead for our very last round. Here, let's try and argue which one of these is worse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's it's all that's going to happen. All right. Which one? Yeah, which is... I don't know what I just did there. I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, but if it makes you feel any better. I love, I will say that I love um, Sarah Polly. Yeah, I like and, her. And Sarah, Sarah Polly is a better filmmaker than I think she gets credit for. Her, um, she did a movie, what the heck is the name of that movie with, um, uh, shoot, with, um, wait, I'm gonna look it up because you're right, it was really good. It was really good, but whatever. Uh, I, Phantasm, because it has the tall man in it. Yeah, Phantasm, because really? I really don't like remakes. I don't like Dawn of the Dead remake the, at all. The, the beginning of the Dawn of the Dead remake is fantastic. Yes! That opening scene where there's where everything just like gets turned on its head within the course of two minutes. Yep. And that is really intense and really good, but I can't think of anything in that movie that didn't feel exploitative like after that. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we have officially made it through round one of the bracket, and we've got, we're tired. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, no, yeah. I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was like, we're going to do the entire bracket in one day, and even Nate was like, dude, I think you're underestimating. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, and I'm like, no, we're going to blow a lot through of it. I feel like we're about it's to say more. To talk about. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, we'll just, we'll just pick them. We'll just pick the ones we want. It's like, no, we're going to want to talk yeah, about these movies. Definitely, we got, we got some family karaoke going on over here. Um, I agree. Oh, okay. I, I think <laughs> that um, you gotta hold one one ear. Yeah, you gotta hold people dying. Um, <laughs> we're stood up to we're coordinated. We feel like we're a, literally. You're doing city lopper. You'd be like, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, this was really great, though. Yeah, it was, I think it was we did exhausting. A lot. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so we are officially through round one. We're gonna post our results for you guys. We're also gonna um, go ahead and take a break and then get back to round two. And we're gonna give our judges some time to really think about their choices and be ready. Come back, guns blazing. Check out on JerseyGoals.com. Right, you'll post the list of the second right. round. Yeah. Yep. Nate and Joe, thank you so much for coming oh, out. Thanks oh. for having us. It we was really lovely. It. Yeah, I had a good time. I'm still a little devastated about some of some of how the wind. Yeah, was. It, you know what? I we knew. Upsets were gonna happen. All I gotta say is, um, Monster Squad big for up the to win. Monster Squad for making it to round two. I'm gonna make it my personal mission to destroy Monster Squad. I have an idea. Okay. The ghoul that posts correctly identifies our final four down to two, yeah. down to one, gets a Jersey Ghouls prize pack. Yeah, you should, you should do that. And, ma- and maybe five. maybe you guys should read through the brackets. This is round one. This is the uh, thir- 32, right? So we have The Exorcist versus The Shining. We've got Jaws versus The Thing. You say Jaws, like from Philly. Jaws. 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 We got Jaws. We got Jaws. Versus The Thing. <laughs> the Thang. You should say, we got Jaws versus The Thang. The Thang. <laughs> All right, Jaws versus The Thing. How come you get to say it? How come you get to say it? This is by far this is b- b- the most fun I've had all day watching this happen. Jowls. <laughs> no, it's jowls. Is that a? It's a. It's a jowls. It's a. It's a documentary about Walter Matthau. How? I say Jaws. 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 What am I saying? You're saying Jaws. And what are you saying? Cool whip. <laughs> how my jaws is different than no, your jaws. No, your first jaws. Your jaws. jaws. You like jaws. Jaws. Go ahead, Philly. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Motown Philly. Yeah, that's all right. Go Eagles. Go, Eagles. Go Jaws. Right. Eagles. Pronounce Eagles. Eagles. So, on a Wednesday. What are we doing this on Sunday? <laughs> this John. Go ahead. Oh, you know who sorry. Jaws is? Ron Jaworski's Jaws. You know, you know Beth next door, she knows Jaws. <laughs> Get out of here. She knows Jaws. <laughs> she does, she does. And we're going to go to get some Jimmy's on us. Oh, my God. You know, uh, you guys You guys know everybody. No, no, you know they Jaws. They do. She saw. She met Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> go. Ready? I'm sorry. She, yeah. J-Law? J-Law. <laughs> Wait, Jaws or J-Law? That Bradley Cooper. <laughs> that Bradley Cooper is adorable. He's, oh, he's so oh my God. In that movie. Oh, my God. Go Eagles. Oh. Go Eagles. Go ahead. Go ahead, Flyers. <laughs> Let's watch some hockey. Hockey. You get a, we're gonna get hoagie for the game. Hoagie, hoagie. Hoagie and some coke. <laughs> and then we're gonna go home. You're home, but we'll talk on the phone. Don't no worry. All right. So round one is over. Jackie and I are still talking, but not for long. Jackie, if you start to feel bad, look at Marissa's um the back of Marissa's bracket where she tried her first bracket. <laughs> Yo, that's a nice poster board. That's a nice poster board. No, I got this at the dollar jar. 
the results of round one. Of round one. Okay. We have The Exorcist versus The Shining. We've got Jaws versus The Thing. Poltergeist goes up against Psycho. Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus Battle Royale. Silence of the Lambs versus Evil Dead. The Bride of Frankenstein versus Pet Cemetery. Trick or Treat versus The American Werewolf in London. Scream versus Carrie. Halloween against Rosemary's Baby. Night of the Living Dead versus Alien. Monster Squad versus Woo! Nightmare on Elm Street. Cabin in the Woods versus Black Christmas. Fright Night versus Saw. The Girl Who Walks Home Alone You're just, at I, Night sometimes and falls asleep. Friday <laughs> and Philly. And, and then sits and inside the box outside <laughs> of her home. <laughs> All of that versus Let the Right One In. <laughs> VHS versus The Blair Witch Project. And then we've got Wreck versus Phantasm. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. And we cannot wait to have our guests back for round two. And... Uh, Jackie, take it away. It's your specialty. Do all the blah, blah, blah. Wait, I need to get to do my plugs. At Joe Costell, okay. JoeCostell.com. Ready? Go. Uh, do you want me to like... No, no, I'm sorry. I just didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> do it again and I'll start. Okay. Um, so we want to thank our guests so much for coming on. Uh, you can catch Joe at... I'm uh, at Joe Costell on Twitter, JoeCostell.com, where my blog, Daddy Film School, is. I will be doing some connections between the Academy Awards and recent novels for QuirkBooks.com. All right. All right. And again, thank you to Nate for coming out. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you very much. I'm, I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> What's the Twitter? What's the Twitter? So as always, you guys can find us on social media. Search Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, on Twitter and on YouTube. Also, don't forget, you can check out our blog and our podcast on jerseyghouls.com and on iTunes. And don't forget, we're running a special competition. If you look at the bracket, which we'll have up later today, and you can successfully guess our final four into our top two, into our number one, the person who gets closest without going over. No, you don't go over <laughs> in this. The, the person who gets closest is going to win a sweet Jersey Ghouls prize box. Yeah, you can't bid $1 either. That won't work. No, yeah. or don't bid $1 over the person. Like, don't go don't $1.99 do when somebody Yeah, like, and then you're like, 201 201 yeah. yeah. That's total crap. That's Bush League. Um, Also, letterbox.com. That's L-E-T-T-R-B-O-X-D.com. You can interact with the round two movies and write notes so that we will take a look at and maybe we uh, will talk about your points on air. Yes, and definitely give us some points. If you have films that you think need to make it through, show us the love. Give us tweet at us, Facebook us, show us where we should go because obviously we cannot be left to our own devices. (laughs) Hashtag Monster Squad. Monster Squad gets in. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks and have a good night. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.